Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We have, uh, we're ending 2018 with CarCast, but it's a unique CarCast since it's uh, two cars. Isn't technology wonderful, Sean? We didn't drive together today because of some of my work commitments at the ticket. And so, hey, separate cars, it's still a car cast. Maybe it's a, a dual car cast or something. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what the right terminology is. If anyone has one, feel free to let us it's know. A work, it, it's, a, it's a working title. Definitely a working title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, the stars are still very much a work in progress, aren't they? As they uh, get a point tonight, but fall short to the Montreal Canadiens three to two in overtime. Uh, do you want to go backwards, or should we bury the lead and start from the beginning? Let's uh, let's uh, let's start from the beginning. We'll go. We'll start okay. Well, let's go to the first period. Stars were yeah. vastly outplayed in the first twenty minutes of play, and I thought Ben Bishop was fantastic in that twenty minutes to keep Montreal just onto a one nothing lead. Do you disagree? Uh-oh. Did the car catch fall apart that fast? Oh, wait. No, it's back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the car catch is dealing with some technical issues, but what do you think of the... I don't know if you were recording or if you didn't hear me, but what did you think of that... Uh, ben Bishop first period performance. Uh, I thought it was that was huge for the stars. Uh, Bishop was really good tonight. The first period was key for Bishop to uh, really save the team. Um, the stars had a really bad first period. A really it wasn't a good start, and that's obviously common with this team. Um, something they really need to work out. But Bishop was big, uh, big for them then, and they uh, that was a stretch where the Canadians possibly could have really taken control of this game, and they didn't because of what the Stars goalie did there. Yeah, I thought that Dallas really looked overwhelmed at times in the first period by Montreal's speed. I don't think Montreal plays a really well-structured game, but boy, are they fast. Uh, remind me a little bit of the Stars play in 2015-16, where they were helter-skelter, but really hard to contain. And so that first period was just, uh, it wasn't pretty, but Ben Bishop put on a goaltending display. Yeah, he was good, and it was a uh, it was a stretch that obviously we're gonna it, it, it's the type of thing where they needed that because they're not getting the point without that. Um, the other thing that is just interesting was about this this team, and we talk about fast starts all the time, and something that's going to be a huge storyline for the Stars team in 2019 is can they finally figure out those fast starts? And it's just not even fast starts, just good starts. Um, and that's something Shut up. Alice. Can- New Year's resolution 2019, Dallas has to figure out how to be better at the start of a game. They can't continue to be the lowest scoring team in the NHL in the first period. No, they cannot be. They need to, you need to look at 2019, you need to look at the end of 2018 as a fresh start and a reset. And you know what? It's like a bunch of how lots of people start going to the gym and start bettering themselves, uh, uh, health wise in January. The stars need to start bettering their health in the first period. One thing they don't have to do, though, is the second period. It's been their best all year, and they continue because they completely flipped the, the script on the Canadians tonight and just dominated the period, too. And maybe a little unlucky not to have more than two goals. Fox's goal from uh, Nichushkin was a nice rush, 
good shot that beat Miami. But let's face it, as good as Ben Bishop was in the first period, RGDK equaled him in the second. The uh, it, it, it's the kind of the it's the ghost of Anthony Emmy continues to haunt the stars. Um, now, Anthony Emmy is still getting paid tonight by the Dallas Stars. His salary for this evening is actually higher for the Dallas Stars than it is for the Montreal Canadiens because he's still in the final year of his one point five million dollar buyout. Um, yeah, something isn't it? Not, not only did Anthony Emmy beat the Stars. He set a career high in saves tonight. He made 45 stops and 40, 45 saves with 47 shots. That's a career high for Niemi. Um, and he was he was really good tonight. Sean, you're always a big fan of fun facts, as am I. And we may even be called the fun fact patrol at times by some of the Stars players just for fun. But um, I would say that when Niemi was bought out, two years remaining, three-year million-dollar contract, or $3 million contract left, right? So they split it one and a half over two years. He had one year remaining, but it was split to I, I misspoke. But if you were going to say that last year when they acquired Ben Bishop and bought out Miami, that he would still be playing in the NHL after Kari Lettman, I would have said, you're lying, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about. I 100%, I 100% agree with that 100%. And then, but then, lo and behold, today we actually saw Kari Lettinen this morning. Kari Lettinen is the one there watching morning skate while Anthony's getting ready for a start. Yeah, made and look good. Kudos to Niemi. He was in a bad situation from Pittsburgh. He didn't get. He got some bad quality, bad starts where the team really didn't show up in front of him. Then they shipped him to Florida. It wasn't any better, but he kept fighting and found a spot in Montreal. And you know what? His numbers aren't great, but he has been a very good backup for them, and he really showed the best of what he is tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. And he um, he's a guy who he said, I don't know if you saw his comments post-game, and he's not a... Uh, not a not he doesn't... He is not... But Andy's not a guy who, who speaks... He speaks very softly and doesn't speak that often, but... He said tonight, he said this one felt good. It was, uh, it was a bit of motivation, obviously. It always uh, feels good to, uh, when a team has bought you out, it feels pretty good to, to beat them. And so that was a bit of motivation for Niemi tonight, and I'm sure that was on his mind. Uh, and that he had coming off, he was coming off a pretty rough start in his last game, but um, he, uh, he, he made the most of his opportunity tonight. And he also, he made a couple really good saves, uh, especially in that second period there where, the one the game. Yeah, that was a big one, and the uh, that was huge. And then the two period on uh, Sagan's partial breakaway, where he got that shoulder on the slap shot, and then the readjustment when Spencer faked the slapper on another partial breakaway after they had scored the power play goal to make it a two-one Stars lead. Spencer does that big fake, goes to his right, and Miami acrobatically stayed with him. Yeah, and it was uh, the, the old Jason. It was the throwback Jason Spezza, a big wind up and big wind up fake and, and readjustment that Spezza's. We haven't really seen much of it, but it's something that used to be the go-to move in Spezza's arsenal. And um, the Emmy made the big save on that, and maybe not the most conventional way, but it worked. But you know what, Sean? If either one of those two at the end, the Sagan or Spezza shots go in, it's game over, and it starts with the hockey game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The game ends. The Stars, as good as they've been in second period this year, they have been equally poor in the first and third period. And that's, we said New Year's Resolution have a better start. 
They also need to find ways to close games. They haven't been good enough. I don't know if you want to criticize it as much tonight. I thought the third period against Detroit was worse than this one. But um, it was a tough goal to give up, a wraparound rebound. They lost the net front battle, and Bishop had some trouble with Ropa hits. Yeah, and it's the uh, that mistake, and it's, it's just one of those situations where if you took the game the Stars played tonight in regulation, you're supposed to win that game most of the time, and I think they would. You, you yeah. do win that game most times, but it, it it does accentuate with where the Stars have been and with recent comments by their own CEO and the up-and-down nature of their season little things start to look worse um, because of just what the microscope that's been brought to this team. Hinton Bishop, Bishop getting crossed up on the goal that, that ties it up, that's something that if the Stars had three or four more wins, it's something where you say, okay, they outplayed them, they outplayed Montreal tonight, they got a point, and there was one mistake there. But because of the extra microscope on this team right now, we're going to be overly critical and overly and, and overlook at all those things, which is both fair and unfair at the same time. Right, and you know what, Sean? That was a difficult goal because of that blunder, but it's still a tie game. They had chances to score. They had a, a, a two-on-one that I don't think that Ben Radulov performed beautifully, turned into a drop pass for Sagan, and the Emmy made a good save, but it wasn't the best from your top players that you'd like it to see in the third. No, that was the uh, that was the type of moment that we're talking about. If if you're looking for what the uh, Stars management has been needling and prodding at for Ben and Sagan, um, that's the moment right there where they would probably point at that and say, "That's the moment our best players need to score." Agreed. And the other thing was is that. You're still tied going to overtime at home, and I would have liked my chances against most teams when you have a in overtime. They, you know, you have very talented players in three on three, and it was over almost before it began. Yeah, it was not. It was 14 seconds of overtime, and it was 14 seconds of not good overtime to the Stars. Um, the Miro Heiskanen kind of misplays it slightly. I think he thought it was more of a two-on-two rush than a two-on-one. And the thing that kind of that kind of floors me, and I rewatched it, is I'm not sure how Tyler Sagan gets completely burned by Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie's an okay skater, but Jeff Petrie is not. We're not talking like Eric Carlson turning the Jets on from defense. That was uh, the, the thing that noticed for me is that look. Everybody makes mistakes. People have issues. In light of recent comments from the, about Sagan and Ben, obviously, as you said, the, the focus has turned up even tighter. But that's one where, you sh- I mean, I guess you get caught, but how do you get caught in overtime by a guy that's notably slower than you are? It was a great play by Paul Byron. And as Monty said in the post-game press conference, he didn't think that Haskin had knew it was a two-on-one. I thought that he was aware of it, but probably thought he had some puck support on the backside. But I thought Byron attacked with such speed that Haskinen had to really huff it to try to get back and, and make sure he was covering the play, that it didn't give him the time to, to play the angle between the two. Yeah. And, and, and that's and that, just one of those situations. That's the speed of Montreal's attack. 
Yeah, and, and it, it, that is the speed of Montreal's attack, but it's also a play where Tyler Sagan's a better defensive player than that situation there. Oh. He needs to be better in that shift. Like any light of that, it was a mistake and it shouldn't happen. When you play three on three, you have to keep your guy. You sit, there is no yeah. place to hop. That's why three on three is so much fun compared to four on four or five on five. Is that there's so much ice and every little coverage lapse leads to a great scoring chance. Hundred percent. I'm shouting because I'm on Bluetooth, so forgive me if I'm a little fired up. Yeah, and, and I'm not even sure what the audio quality is, but so it, it, this is this is one of those things where if uh, let's uh, you know what we're 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 going to uh, we don't have a lightning round tonight, so we talked about I can't conceptualize why we're not doing a lightning round. Yeah, well, it's it, it's important. You should a you shouldn't drink and drive, and b you shouldn't tweet and drive. Um, and so we are not uh, we are not tweeting and driving because uh, obviously we take lightning round questions on Twitter. And right now we are both behind the wheel of a car. Um, right. So, the same vehicle, so one of us can't run the lightning round. So do you have any questions for me? Should I fire a couple questions your way? I figure we could just end end this one and do and find end the final car cast of 2018 with this. Just what is right. give me? We talked. We talked a little bit about the resolution of being better in the first period and being better in the third period. I'll throw this your way. 2018. Give me your two favorite things, two favorite stars-related stories from 2018, and then give me two things you're looking forward to in 2019. Uh, well, I actually thought about this because we did our best of, uh, 2018 moments on the Last Resort show as a ticket today, and for me, the stars, Sean, were. The team hosting the NHL draft in June, which I think was a great success for the franchise and was really well received by the NHL teams and by the NHL league office. And then the other part was Merrill Haskinen's debut. Unfortunately, last the end of last season, the beginning of 2018, ended on a pretty down note with Ken Hitchcock's Dallas Stars having a terrible road trip, losing their push to the playoffs by only three points and ending up with a new coach uh, and some more roster turnover and turmoil. So I think the draft and Haskinen are the two best stories of 2018 for the Stars. I think uh, I think it's hard to argue with that. I think obviously the two will remember. I mean, obviously the other one will remember is what happened in the last three days because that's something that I think will resonate for a long time. Um, that's the other the one that I but not the best story. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think another fascinating, another fascinating positive story is just how, and this kind of goes into Miro Hishkinen and stuff like that, but I think how, how many defensemen the Stars went through and are still yeah. treading the water at this point. I think that's another key one, too. And a lot of that has to do with Hishkinen as well, but... Also, you have to give credit to the likes of Joel Hanley and Taylor Fadoon and the and, and the Roman Polos of the world that the stars were able to spread water like this. That's another one that I think will, I'll tack on to your Haitian one. Yeah, and you know what, Sean, if I'm going to tack on one more, like a Monty Python sketch, is the stars' goaltending phantom of Ben Bishop and Anton Hudobin. I don't think that we've given them enough credit, and we've been calling them the stars' best attributes so far in the 2018-19 season. They have been phenomenal, and we should give them more credit because they really deserve it. Yeah, I agree with that. The, where, uh, where, real quick, where are they without those two goalies right now? They're 
They are. They are. They are. They aren't even in a spot where Jim Light can talk about them being a playoff team. No, I mean, they would have up the roster probably at that point because they'd be in the Detroit Red Wings and uh, Arizona Coyotes section of the and they'd, they'd be mo- bemoaning the injuries on the defense. But if it wasn't for goaltending that the Stars had right now, their season might be lost already. And I'm not trying to sound overly histrionic here, but I think it's really that important. And I, I agree with that. It's definitely something that it, it's been that good. It's 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 argue they probably have the best tandem in the league right now. You can make that case, and I, I have yep. no problem saying what, that. Um, were they third or fourth coming into tonight and goals against? Yeah, I think so. The yep. uh, two things I'm looking forward to in 2019: a, just because it's so fascinating, and is how this whole situation of the internal drama plays out. That's one for me. Just because I need to see how this plays out. I'm fascinated to see it. And the other thing is going to be fascinating, because this is going to include 2019 either way, whether it's this season or in July, do the Stars get a second line? That's the other thing that I'm fascinated to see play out. So I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. And then there might be a third thing I'm interested, but that technically won't happen until 2020. Yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. But, Sean, as I look at the the second line comment, or as I contemplate it, look, Hintz, Radulov, and Yanmark are really encouraging. I liked what I saw from them. Foxa, Como, and Nachushkin were very good. I thought Val had one of his better games this year. I think that it was too bad that Tyler Finley couldn't play because he's been outstanding lately, but it was for the best possible reason, and so congratulations to the Pitlicks. I hope that mom and, and baby, if it has happened yet, we haven't had an update, but I hope they're ha- happy and healthy. And uh, surprisingly, tonight's shot, just to go back on the negative a bit, was the Ben Sagan line with Gurriana, and then whoever they moved Smith up there was the at least, or at best, third best on the team tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's one of those things where that's kind of a finding a negative and you try and find a silver lining, meaning the other lines are better. I mean, you try to find a silver lining there. All right. Um, you know what, for 2019, I'm excited for the organization that's putting on a full-court press right now and saying they are going to be in the playoffs. So I want to be optimistic and say I'm excited for the Stars' return to the playoffs in 2019. Will it happen? I'm not sure because they're a bubble team. And in that light, you can go south or north very quickly. But that, to me, would be probably the most exciting thing in 2019. You know what? I, I agree with that. And you know what? That's the perfect way to end the final car cast. And we're right around midnight. So, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening through this technology, if you're able to hear it. And uh, we'll have some more fun in 2019. Everyone have a happy new year. Happy new year.